And for more, we're joined on the line now by market analyst Clive Ntozabantu Ramatibela. Good morning. Hala from Cape Town. Sakina Kabwendu. Top of the morning to you and to the listeners as well. Are you in Cape Town too? No, no, no. I'm far away from that place. <laughs> I'm not even going to go into what you just started there. But just imagine um, the midterm budget later today. Imagine mm. being Santlanene this morning with all the student protests going on as if he doesn't have enough problems as it is. Yeah, I think that if he, if he adds the student uh, problems, it will be the last bit of his speech. I think the focus today um, will be definitely on the economy and how to strengthen it, the unemployment rate. Um, I think you're going to hear a lot more of what we heard from Lissija Kanyako last month um, because that's exactly the tone that has been set. Um, if you listen to what Lissija had said last month, the issues that have been raised, the concerns of the country's declining economic status, and also not forgetting as well uh, the unreliable rand, um, the, the, the currency that has not been stable at all. And so I, I expect to hear a, a very negative tone um, uh, and perhaps maybe uh, he might, there might be some positivity into the 2016-2017 year, but what we're going to be looking at is the review of the actual budget speech that was made a couple of months ago. Is, 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 is it, are we still in line with those particular uh, conditions? Are we still in line with the targets? Um, are, are we going to increase the budget line? Um, is that still on the plate? Are we going to increase it to 20%? Those are the things that I'll be listening into, and we're looking forward to hear how Minister Nenes going to handle it. Our budget is probably, this is probably one of the toughest midterm budget um, that any minister of finance has ever had to handle. So it's going to be very interesting for Kino. It will, and we'll all be listening very attentively. And uh, just staying with the, the student protests, the underlying issues of the Fees mm. Must Fall campaign, you say there's a solution? You know, I want to just um, put this thing into perspective, Sakina. What is really at the bottom of this bubble that we're seeing and, and why it has burst now with the students um, obviously protesting, um, the tough economic conditions that South Africa has been facing over, I'd say just after 2009, after the financial crisis, global financial crisis. And what's happened is that people are earning less and less because inflation has been partly to, to blame for it. But as well, we've seen companies, especially the mining sector, cutting down on jobs, even in the financial services as well sector, we've seen jobs being cut. Can you imagine an average consumer who about 10 years ago could afford a lot of the things uh, such as uh, additional education? I want to add as well that black tax, for example, um, having to support other people. We know that to support our aunties, we are supporting all those people. The black middle class that was conformed of, that was made up, over the last, I'd say, 12 to 15 years, is so much under pressure. It's no surprise that they are more indebted than ever before. They're struggling to live by earned means. Their salaries have not increased significantly. And now you hear that this, the fees are going up and you've got two, three kids in, in university or in high school or some of them are going on to university. So those pressures, Sakina, are a result of what we see now because the, the, the stretch has come too far. And so uh, the pressure is on, on our parents, the pressure is on, on our students, and so that's why they feel frustrated because there's not really money. And you're growing at a pace of 1.4%, and I think that is where the concern seriously is. Here's a solution that I heard of, uh, that I saw, that I realized that as well. 
we have to change the financial model of our nephews and other institutions that support students, how they operate. I don't think at the beginning of these organizations they had anticipated the number of students that we have. I don't think that was calculated into the, into the budget. And so the structuring of the financial model that has been helping students to get funding has to completely be, re, 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 uh, be re-looked at, and it has to be changed so that it meets the new demand and the students that are coming up in front. Because we have now in South Africa, because education is so vital towards career and success, it has become the number one thing on everyone's mouth. And so we have to change the financial model to support the students that need it the most. And um, uh, Spelele Dludla on Twitter agrees with you. He says if the business model for NASFAS is loan repayments, they might as well close shop uh, because many graduates continue to be unemployed. And I'll certainly put that to the CEO of NASFAS when we speak during the forum at 8. But uh, looking at Asian stocks falling after U.S. shares declined amid mixed company earnings? It was no surprise to Kino that the, the, the company's earnings were disappointing. Some of, some of the guys say mixed. I don't see, I don't see anything mixed. There's no positive um, um, news to write home about. Uh, just one thing I wanted to have a look at. The MSCI Asia-Pacific Index, since China's devaluation of the yuan, has continuously declined uh, right from the August the 14th uh, up until uh, October 15th. If you look at that slide, it is so incredibly scary and worrying. Because despite the fact that they've been putting money into stocks to try and keep them afloat, they continuously decline. Even those that are not operational, that they've held on to, are continuing to decline. The average loss at the moment is about 134.7 points, and that means that there is no way it's going to pick up until we start seeing the response or a firm decision from the Fed, and that means only first quarter of next year where we believe that that's when the Fed will make a decision, and you might start seeing a spike again. But at the moment, the Japanese sell price is down, the MSCI Asia Pacific is down, and also we are back to levels that you can't be excited about. You know, until we get through the third quarter of the U.S. earnings season and get some clarity from the Fed, I can't see any large moves in either direction now.